So we've decided, we've made a decision that uh, the lack of new content in terms of uh, mainly, I guess, there's content, but there's the narrative stuff. Uh, There's not a lot coming out because the strikes and whatnot and all the streamers and um, platforms are like slowing down the release of their stuff to kind of spread out the pain. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely uh, there's less stuff that you could recommend to a wider audience for sure. Like yeah, uh, there's always weird little junk coming out, and I I you know I dig a little deeper when it comes to uh, sources uh, uh-huh. of entertainment. But um, right. yeah, TV's TV's a little thin right now because of everything. Yeah, at least in terms of like I said, like there, there's always going to be you're going to find stuff if you're a certain person and you're just going to watch whatever's on or whatever. But for things that uh, are of interest or things that are in our lanes, um, yeah, we don't have a lot going on. So what we're going to do instead of the upcomings is here and there and maybe just mention some things that we find uh, interesting that are coming out that pretty much have a for sure release date too because we don't want to go project too far ahead because so many things are changing uh, release dates. So. I just heard about something that I thought was interesting. I wasn't even really looking for this necessarily. I didn't go hunting for new things that are coming out in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came up on my like al- algorithmic um, Google Chrome page, you know, where they just kind of source things that related to things you uh, search for or whatever. And they know I'm a uh, John Carpenter fan, so they shot me uh, this new show that he's got coming out called Suburban Screams. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a big deal because John Carpenter doesn't really do a lot with directing. Um, he does the behind the scenes kind of producing like the um, the newer Halloweens that came out and the music for those, but not really directing writing. And so this is a doc series um, where it's going to have some, I guess, very just like cinematic and uh, real like horror based uh, recreations of real life stories. Um, people telling, telling their, their, their tales and then, uh, He's going to direct one episode of the six and do all the music for the series and produce it. And it's on Peacock. It is. It's funny that um, it's uh, it seems to be very based on suburban American crimes, uh, especially in this. uh, True crime is always popular, but uh, a boom, a bit of a boom of true crime. Yeah. The uh, so it's funny that. The all these American uh, crimes being recreated for this show, uh, all mm-hmm. filmed in Prague. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't read that. Wow. Some some That's very American looking. Uh, uh, what you would call the sacks? Uh, oh, film. Be. Oh, filmed in Prague, but the stories mm-hmm. aren't. No, no, no. The stories are based in America. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one shot at. Well, you probably already seen the release date, but if you had to guess, if anyone had to guess, in October. When you would, I don't know if people know this date, but well, there's people, a certain 13th. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, wait, what was that? What date? <laughs> this comes out on Friday the 13th. Did you say Chucky's birthday? <laughs> no, I just. I thought you said, I, was thinking, I don't know if people know this, but Chucky's birthday. 
<laughs> no, I just didn't know if people knew that the 13th is in October, like the Friday the 13th. I don't know if it always falls in October no. necessarily. No. Or there's no, a couple not, per year, not. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just random, randomly sporadically uh, dispersed throughout the year. But okay. it's obviously more fun when it yes. lands in October, the spooky month. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I've I looked into this a long time ago. But obviously, that's not a the Friday the Thirteenth being uh, superstitiously bad mm-hmm. is a uh, is not everywhere. That's just, mm. that's not an everybody thing, right? No, I don't think so. I think yeah, it's just obviously because the movie thrust it yeah, into the before then into the mainstream. But thirteen, right? Is thirteen a uh, bad? You is know like what? A this is not. This is not an etymology podcast, so you're not going to get the answer to that. If you want the answer <laughs> to that, there's a little, there's a little uh, square in your pocket that has all the con- uh, combined information uh, in the world. Uh-huh. Go on and look at your phone. Well, I'm just going to say, going into any hotel in New York City, oh, there's sure. a specific floor that uh, they won't list as a certain floor, even though there is actually a 13th floor in that Same. building. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, seen yeah, that a lot of funny. times. Funny. Uh, all right, I got one more um, TV show. This one's actually currently... Oh, sorry. Yeah, so the other one's uh, October 13th, so that'll come out in a little less than a month. And then this one's actually already out, but there's only four of the 10 episodes. Um, Raul, have you heard about Convicting a Murderer? I haven't. I've heard there's lots mm. of uh, murderer see, uh, shows. It seems like, right? Yeah, that could. Yeah, that could potentially be. Yeah, it's like it's coming a after. Make, there's a making a murderer, right? There's probably well, a catching it, a murderer. There's yeah, like I mean, uh, the the play on it is um, maybe because of making a murderer. If if like they're um, come out recently, I would say it's probably based on something related to or derived from that name. Um, this one though is actually a direct response to that series from the other point of view so it's pretty cool yeah it's a pretty good idea because i don't know like i was actually i was completely convinced like i I watched making a murderer when it came out i was the biggest person that was like our justice system is completely failing us and all these things you know but um over the years you kind of start to hear uh different perspectives on things and but nobody really did like a like a direct um, kind of response in like a formal way, like a full on doc series. And uh, this show honestly is like pretty level headed in that it's not just trying to like, I feel like dump everything on from their point of view. They're actually including a lot of people that are on the Steve Avery side of things that um, are really, you know, uh, completely believing that he's, uh, you know, innocent of these charges and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. or at least like deserves a new case, whatever. Um, well, so it's 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 even handed in that it's recognizing that there is this other side, presenting the other side, reminding you of the doc series and what they were going through. So do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a little oh, more yeah. than I would have expected uh, yeah, something like this to be. So and I'm glad that that that's a thing that exists. I hope it's yeah. entertaining. Uh, sure that's is, yeah. the problem. That's the problem. I think that that happens. Uh-huh. Like I wish that there were these types of rebuttals for all the the. these types of um, docs that come out because docs are made to be entertaining and will often lie to you in order to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've had a little bit of a problem with this like influx in like uh, making companies the main characters of movies or Mm -hmm. making movies about recent um, scam artists or big corporate like uh, weird uh, financial crimes, things like that. Mm hmm. Because in making them entertainment, um, like entertaining films, entertaining television series, a lot of times the stories are skewed 
for that mm-hmm. to make the people right. more dynamic to pay to make the situations more intense whatever yeah. uh yeah. but the problem is that then becomes the truth like that uh-huh. that like as much as people go oh well i know it's a movie and i know it's not really yeah that's not true people can say that all they want yeah but you'll react to what your brain reaches for first and it will reach yep. for the entertaining thing first yeah and i think that a lot of the a lot the 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 kid who's or the kid he's an adult but the guy who was young uh in the movie the blind side is having a mm. lot of trouble getting over the fact that that movie made him seem one way and he's trying to portray himself in a different way now and right. most people are, are going against the person who lived the thing and mm-hmm. for the people who interpreted it for film and that that's right. i think the problem that comes with when you fictionalize or when you uh, uh turn a documentary into a piece of um entertainment Right. You're going to need someone to go, hold on, wait a second. Some of that's not true. And that 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 correction is always like 10 percent of the people who watch the original actually see the correction. Yeah, that's true. And that's what I was thinking about with this uh, convicting a murderer. I'm just like, how many people really real remember how they felt like when they watched making a murder? You know what I'm saying? It's been so long since that was like at least 10, 10 years, I think. This is right. one of Netflix's well, very early yeah. like, big breaks. Actually, I think it was 2014. I think we're coming up on 10 years, maybe. Okay. Because I was in LA when I watched it, I think. Yeah. I think that's right. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how many people are going to see this thing. They're kind of making it just like free for whoever, like from X. Uh, you can go you on. You mean it. Twitter? X. Um, that's Twitter. That's what, that's oh, what, that's what that I'm dude calls Twitter. I'm not familiar with Twitter. I'm not familiar no, with no, Twitter. No, no, uh, yeah. that guy, no. That guy owns Twitter. He He's calling it X, yeah. and he's trying to make fetch happen, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And the symbol is still there, right? Also, no, they dare change also the symbol, you know where I haven't been? Yeah. You know where else I haven't been? Hmm. The Crypto.com Arena. But I was at Staples the other day. <laughs> yeah. Were you really there? No, I was going to say, doing, oh, okay. like, you do the very little bit. reason for me to go to bit. downtown Los Angeles. It's <laughs> not, not a lot. Apparently, there was a six hour DJ set my sister was at yesterday. There, down there, truthfully, so. there's Something a lot of cool on. stuff in downtown. I should definitely I should Dude, go to downtown. the Alamo yeah. Draft House, which yeah, I yeah, told you gotta about. You got to go there. Man. You got to go yeah. there at least once. Like pick a pick a good property. Some some reason. Yeah, to go, the, but the our our slim but useful uh, uh, subway station kicks uh-huh. you out right Goes next right to the there, Alamo. Right? So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's right, yeah, yeah. right across the street. They have a crazy parking. This is a very LA local thing, mm-hmm. but they're they have a parking lot that's like a spiral, and you just literally go up this is that thing. The parking lot for the block <laughs> for the Macy's. Yeah, the yeah, block. Yeah, the block. block. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That thing is crazy. Dude. I feel like know, I'm going into a twilight. The, I feel like I'm going into another you know, dimension. You, that's how you know Los Angeles is hardcore, uh, uh, disgusting communists. Uh, uh-huh. It's B L O C. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Blah. Anyways. All right. Uh, Should we dive? That's in? not what we're talking about. We're not yeah. talking about uh, uh, politics on this on this podcast or how they're going to lead to the end of the world where we <laughs> nuke each other to death. No, sir. <laughs> that's going to happen without our help. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. technically with our help. When we build <laughs> robots and those robots nuke us to death. Yes, we're going to go. What did we watch this week? We watched The Terminator Part 1. The ter- the, this is the old movie, right? This is the OG uh, People watch movie old from 1984. Movies still? Yeah, like this one. This one for my generation is interesting. This is very yeah. interesting because uh, it's not shared. My thoughts, I think, are not um, maybe the dominant Common? thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's... 
You well, have an be unpopular opinion? I don't know. Not exact. No, I don't know for sure. But um, All right. Well, I'll tell you. I can only speak from you. my, you know, my point of view. I'm a, I'm a little older than you. Yep. Slightly. Uh, so I would have been a little older when this movie was in its like cultural heyday. Uh-huh. Uh, I love this movie. I very, yeah. very much love this movie. Did you I think okay. it's so cool. This is the big question because when, uh-huh. so when did you first, because you still would have been young. I didn't see when it when this, it came out. No, right, definitely right. not. I would have probably, yeah, I no. probably saw parts of it throughout my teen years playing on cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would have been on like the sci-fi channel randomly, you know. Yep. Like, uh, yep. So I definitely saw pieces of it. I saw Terminator 2 not long after it came out in its entirety and was like, this is the most amazing movie they've ever made. Yes. They should stop making movies. They made <laughs> the good one. Yeah. Because uh, you so probably then, saw that one it, close to when it came out, probably. That's what first, I'm saying. Like right? shortly after like it came out. Well, I would have seen bits of the Terminator throughout, oh. like, just around okay okay on te- on television interesting okay and and i would have known what it was but yep. not until terminator 2 was the terminator like a cultural force right well that, that's okay. when i went back to watch the terminator uh-huh. but i had a friend who was very who was a very big fan of and i think in part because conan liked making like goofing on michael bean uh oh he, my, my friend was a fan of michael beans especially in Terminator, so wow. I had I knew a kid who was constantly talking yeah. about the hero of the Terminator, an right. actor who would not go on to be a no. an, a big heroic mm-hmm. action star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. When you said Conan was talking about Ka- uh, making fun of Kyrie, I thought you meant Arnold for a second. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I quickly realized that. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing is that there's something about. I think that affects your viewing of this. If you saw T2 first and then this, like my generation did, I think, because mm-hmm. we were coming of age. I saw this way too. I saw T2 way too young. Uh, I was only, sure. I think, like eight years Ten. old, maybe? Oh, eight. Yeah. Eight, nine. Yeah, because I remember distinctly, distinctly. It's like a it's like a vivid memory of my uh, older, older aunt, my youngest of all my aunts, who was only 10 years older than me renting this at her house. And I, and I saw it there or bought it even, I don't know, home video. Mm. And uh, yeah, saw it and was, was blown away. Not, I don't necessarily remember like specifics of like how I felt with individual moments from the movie, but it stood out as like a property of like, this yeah. is a, this is an event. And that I didn't that, see, I don't know when I saw the first one, uh, the first time, maybe 10, you know, a good 10 years later. Cause I really didn't even, know. it's that case where I don't think I even thought of it as needing a, having a sequel like i did not right. understand anything just based on seeing t2 yeah you could easily be like terminator 2 was the name of the movie he was probably mm-hmm. the second terminator who knows what happened to the first one it didn't matter because <laughs> it does because it really well, doesn't when you're watching that movie it, it doesn't like what happened before isn't super important yeah and it was like funny because the second one is called t2 judgment day right it's not even right. called like terminator part no it two. is it's called terminator 2 judgment day oh okay T2 but it was, was just the marketing that was that like, was like the marketing machine doing it and that's what i remember it as completely like just this movie called t2 so like i now that i'm thinking back i'm thinking that i didn't i really had no clue that there was a it's, sequel that it was a it's kind of like how independence day was not called id4 but right. a lot of people called it id4 right it was kind of it's like, like a long name such a long name too you're just like let's just say t2 id4 yeah 
Uh, that's mm-hmm. a good call. Um, but uh, but so, there was a when I was a kid, mm-hmm. there was a uh, well, you might have heard of this of this. I, I'll send you a, a link to a picture. Mm-hmm. There's a game series called Metal Gear. And oh. Metal Gear is the coolest goddamn name of anything. Uh, like Metal Gear games Solid, dope. Yeah, that based was the PlayStation okay. game. Okay. No, no, no. That oh. yeah, PlayStation. The game was based on the, the uh-huh. original Super Nintendo game, and the picture that I just sent you is of the box art of Metal uh, Gear. Yeah. Standing next to where they ripped it off of. Whoa. A very clear picture of Kyle Reese in wow. his future gear. That's how I knew. So, so when I first saw Kyle Reese, I was like, "Oh, the guy from Metal Gear. I know what this is about." <laughs> That's funny, dude. So there was a there wow. was a, there were little connections uh-huh. uh, through like video games and stuff because video mm-hmm. games did take a lot from Terminator. Like even the first one, like mm-hmm. a lot of early Nintendo, like NES original Nintendo. Yeah, the sci-fi iconography comes from uh, oh the first Terminator, Terminator and it's right. Right. yeah, and 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 similar sci-fi movies. There's a lot of sure. the thing too also appears and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I remember the T two video game uh, being a really fun game actually in the in the is that arcade? the the one where it's the, the you're holding it's uh, just a gun yeah and right it's vibrating it's the end of when a, you're th- shooting it's like it, yeah. duck hunt style kind of yeah like your pov shooter uh almost like you're holding like, a minigun or not a minigun like a mounted machine gun yeah 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 uh yeah that was a fun that was a fun piece mm-hmm. of culture yeah but uh yeah as far as the influence on video games of the first one i can't really um speak to that as much as you so that's cool though that's a cool way in to like kind of having something like precursors to t2 like it's because like again every time i watch this movie like i i don't i don't fully i feel like it's a rehearsal in so many ways and i started to list all the things that are similar between t1 and t2 and there's so many things that they're redoing in a better way in a more effective way okay okay but but yeah They are two different genres, and we repeat this activity with the Alien franchise. The Uh first movie is a horror. The second is an action thriller. Uh The first movie, the first Alien movie is a haunted house movie, except outside of the house is the vacuum of space. Uh You have to stay in the house. That's the trick of the haunted house movie of Alien. And Terminator is a slasher movie, except the slasher is an unstoppable robot that yeah. is it's a it's a horror movie and it's all of its beats are based on, it has great sci-fi like like accoutrement yeah. to it yeah. but it is a slasher movie and it has um noir and i actually heard so i heard a reference oh, to sure. exactly Tech noir <laughs> what the what? name of the club okay so that's the thing so i heard um or i read i read something that john uh, james cameron was talking about with that name for that club and how that directly is a reference to what he calls because he didn't want it to be thought of i guess as a slasher like movie or whatever so uh, he uh he has these other elements that he said he obviously wants to kind of emphasize that this is what this is this is a different genre this yes. is tech noir right so that was uh that was yeah, I, yeah. I dig that he wanted that but it's not though yeah like i mean like there are some noir elements in this movie this movie yeah. is not a noir yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. fit the 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 contraptions of a noir. Not yeah, a, and all the futuristic thingies—that's all the sci-fi that there is, really. Like, yeah. there's no other sci other than yeah, Although, I guess like the pulling the 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 uh, robotic uh, yeah. stuff coming through. Well, and but that's end. all. But even that, like, if he if it had been skull instead of robot parts, it would right. be equally as scary. Like, so that it doesn't right. matter that he's a robot. That's true. Uh, but I will tell you, I was surprised at how much 
uh, text stuff there is at the beginning and in the flashback that he has later. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that we spend that much time in this original movie in the uh, the future. Oh, and I, uh-huh. I kind of I kind of like their dressing of like this is clearly like it's not a low budget movie uh-huh. like you might think. You because you, you see you see dated like dated effects and stuff, and you yeah. think oh low budget. No, not no. really. It's not. No. It's a it's minor budget. Too, it's a small like, budget movie. Yeah, but this is not an independent like shoestring mm-hmm. budget. This is this is like a regular movie. Give yeah. it a couple bucks. That said, not a single goddamn squib in this movie. There. Uh, what do you mean blood? There's, there's no, no blood? there's no blood and there's no um like mm. uh, a burst of flame out of a gun. There's no muzzle mm-hmm. flash. Mm. There are screen flashes. The 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 flat the screen will flash white, smoke will appear and people go down. Yeah. But there's never like a gunshot. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's maybe it's partly, honestly, that fits the noir aesthetic a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, that they never show the specific violence. You know. Right. Well, I think a lot of the uh, that budget that you're talking about went to all this creation of the like probably the sci-fi scenes yeah. like the futuristic stuff they look pricey man and yeah and then also like a lot of that's miniatures i think too it mm-hmm. seemed like to me some of that stuff i was just like oh that's cute and it's like a cuteness to it you know because i'm just like oh that's that's fun though sure. but it's, and it's creative and it's believable and and, um, and they like and and i've always i think it's a gif now but uh, mm-hmm. Even before gifts were memes that people passed around as reaction emoji, yeah, uh, I loved that scene of those people watching the fire in the television screen. That's one uh-huh. of my favorite things that's ever appeared in a movie. Do you remember that? Wait, with the in fire? the the flat. So the flashback when Kyle Reese is, uh-huh. he does the thing where he holds his hands to the dogs and they smell his fingers so that they know he's human. Oh, and then uh-huh. he walks through the settlement and he's kind of looking oh. at all the before sad they get people. mowed down, right? Before they get mowed down, yes, by the because uh, yeah. yeah, at the end of that scene, a mm-hmm. robot comes in and the dogs start going crazy yeah uh yeah, yeah. he's walking by a group like settlers uh-huh. or not settlers but like people like like just survivors uh, right of the yeah right thing. yeah uh refugees yeah and uh and there's two people and as he's walking by they're watching television uh-huh. but the camera then spins around and uh-huh. obviously the television is not a television it's broken and there's yeah. like a small flame like going on in it. it and they're and yeah. they're but they're sitting uh-huh. as if they're watching tv <laughs> yeah. right and they shoot the shot from behind the tv as if oh, it's that's on funny. like oh, that's it funny. is funny and uh, I, yeah. it's so goofy yeah but, from since my childhood, I remember that scene. I was wow. like, "Oh, the TV." They're That's interesting. TV. Yeah, and I actually saw this on the. Um, what prompted this actually was this local theater by me was showing this in the theater as like uh, they have this thing called flashback, uh, flashback cinema or something like that. Where they'll show like Ooh. an old movie um, two, two times a week. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, okay, because I to me this is the official official way, best way. I can see if I'm going to revisit something and if I can see it in the theater, then that's like the best thing that you can do to give it a fair shake, you know, give it a true. And also, if you own the theater, that's exactly what you would do, right? You would program old movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it changes your experience in so many, so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And so in a way, though, this Mm -hmm. is getting to me because I'm I'm kind of critical of this movie and for me and like vibes that it, it, it lacks it lacks certain vibes. Um, and it again, is, uh, I have to weigh. Yeah, well, I just have to weigh this against my. I'm. I am biased in a way because I'm always comparing it, not really fairly, to the to the second one 
because that to me is like the more perfected uh, affecting uh, work. Even though I know you're saying like genre wide, like it's horror not the movie, same movie, horror movie, it's not whatever, the same movie. Yeah, but still, the things that it does do that it borrows and does better you know than what? the second one are you know things what you're that saying? I like. Yeah, the thing that you're saying I think is most reflective in Evil Dead one and two. That's exactly uh-huh. the thing you're talking about. Similar, similar. Basically, two is a redo of one, but uh-huh. better, but done but, correctly. But there's that's elements? exactly what Evil Dead one and two are. Right, but there's and there elements? are still elements that carry the over. The blood, yeah, like the the first one goes there. It like goes to a level that like uh, is great, and I and I don't take anything away. So that one I let stand on a little bit. I know what you're saying though in terms of recreating it, but this one to me the the polarity of like one versus two and like what this one did but this one took and did it even better it's just i'm always going to be kind of biased in that way mm. but i can't get past is like some of the things like um the music cues so there's like the music that hits in the in t2 is so prominent and so again it's like i i have to just keep prefacing this is maybe little kid brain that i'm just forever stuck with that feeling of like so like when um Arnold comes into the hallway with his like guns inside the um, the, the shotgun box. inside the flowers, yeah, and he's in a hallway in the mall, and then T one thousands coming the other way. It's slow mo. It's the same exact shot as Arnold multiple times slow mo going in to kill the roommate, thinking it's Sarah Connor, right? And then he does slow mo again when he sees her in the um, tech noir for the first time. She sees Kyle Reese mistakenly, just like John Connor mistakenly thinks Arnold. Is right. there to kill him, but he's actually there to protect. So it's like a. So, so you're saying it's like a George Lucas thing. You're saying it rhymes. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? No, that's oh. a famous line from oh. George Lucas when he was making the prequels. He's uh-huh. talking about how they rhyme, and really, oh. he's describing everything that's awful about the prequels. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I yeah, and it's not like no, it's not awful. It's just that it's, no, I know, it's I know, not I hitting me like it. Terminator One is not cutesy, like, fun for what it's doing in the beginning. I just think it, I don't feel it. Like, with the music cues of those things, it's like, it's like muted, like the, um, mm-hmm. and it's an 80s, uh, synth, um, uh, what do you call it, like, uh, synthy uh, nature to, like, the score and things, and it just, uh, it just feels kind of blah. And so, like, for me, it those moments don't necessarily hit as hard do you, as they could. Do no- you? Are do like sci-fi type horror movies of or sci-fi type mm. movies of the time? Are uh-huh. they is is that a genre you like or maybe like the the yeah trappings like Alien? Of well, 80s. you mentioned Alien. Yeah, that's right? true. Alien's like, amazing. A- although Alien is like Alien's like a perfected thing. I'm of try, like, yeah, I'm trying to think of something more middle of the road. Yeah, than, than um, that, that high up. Yeah, no, I'm not against the genre at all. Okay. It's just like I'm just telling you from like a viewer, and because like so yeah. much of what my movie going stuff is i'm going off of how this thing makes me feel and I guess, so that's uh-huh. yeah so that's just like something I, I was actively knowing or reminded of as i was watching this again because it hit me in um watching it like i probably had seen this movie yeah. i've probably seen it full through like three times like once every like 10 years or something like that and slowly um like the last time i saw it uh, I really did not enjoy it, and like it's so much so that like I feel like all the scenes with like uh, Reese and uh, Sarah Connor like did not hit for me at all. Like it felt like a different movie so much, you know. This time it was different. This time I uh, I appreciated um, their interactions uh, more, and I kind of understood and, and and like kind of like the quirkiness of like this this whatever they develop. I don't even you want to call it a romance, or whatever. And it's like she says at the end they knew each other for twelve hours, right? In the voiceover. 
She's like, we spent 12 hours together and conceived a child, but it was like a lifetime or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you're not bought on that, that sounds very like uh, poetic or like, you know, fairy tale well, or whatever, you know? Okay. Yeah, but the Terminator movies have always been bookended by sappy voiceover. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. part of their charm. That's the thing that they, they all do. And so, and then, and that's the thing. Like standing on the shoulders of giants, Terminator established the the Terminator established so many things that work for Terminator Two. Like you, they had yeah. to come from somewhere. They came from oh, here. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, totally. But I think, but I think what the Terminator, the original the mm-hmm. Terminator, is mm-hmm. more than anything. And I think you're not gonna find this with looking at it filmatically, looking at it with like a like a studied eye. Yeah. This is a. I think there's a cultural thing to the Terminator. I think what this movie is is freaking cool. I think this movie is mm-hmm. really, really culturally touches on a lot of ideas that were not like big in 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 yeah. um, fiction. In like, that way, like, or at indie. least pop- popular fiction. In that way, say. yeah, popular fiction, creatively but, independent. But not just, yeah. but not just that. Like the the like I showed you that picture of Metal Gear. Uh-huh. The 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 image of Kyle Reese standing in his future clothes, holding a gun up to his to his cheek, basically like ready for action. Yeah. Uh, that image. That's like the people who styled this movie. They they like put that costume together the the clothes that both Kyle Reese and Terminator are wearing throughout this movie are super mm-hmm. iconic if I saw mm-hmm. somebody wearing either of their outfits out in the wild I'd be like mm-hmm. that's from the Terminator mm-hmm. I would know immediately even though it doesn't really look anything special like they're just wearing like 80s clothes kind of or oh, Reese punk, is wearing right? that crazy he, uh yeah like trench coat for Reese and then uh, well, specifically uh game over man's uh fucking punk clothes gear right? from, yeah for his punk gear yeah uh, what's his name? Uh, freaking. Oh, I just forgot too. Um, yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, Oh yeah, my god, I forgot. He's been killed by an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator, and something else. So and a ter- True Lies, uh, whatever that. Who oh, didn't get sure, killed? Oh, sure. I don't killed, think though. that. I don't know. He just got yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking sci-fi monsters. Right. Um, right. Right. But yeah, like Bill uh, Paxton. They've got ver- Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Thank you. Right at the beginning. Uh, so so like stylized like stylistically uh-huh. they look awesome look at the 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 scene i had i had never noticed i didn't or i didn't remember the scene where Kyle Reese grabs the shoes and then puts them up to his feet to make sure that they're the right size oh, uh-huh. and then runs away uh-huh. and then the next time we see them he's lowering himself in a sweet pair of nike dunks oh yeah they're fucking dope shoes man Dude. i looked up how much they cost yeah. to buy the originals yeah. the originals yeah. 3 grand Oh yeah, because that was I thought of not, uh, not the movie ones, like just the ones that were for sale at the time. Right, right. No, no, for sure. The um, the way though that like that scene, it like lay, it plays out like for a while. Him lowering his shoe and then he straps yeah. it. I was like, this is a product. Oh, the way this he is a product placement. So cool. This has I was, to be I wish a I moment had of product a shoe placement. with a yeah. top strap. All of a sudden, so so like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff in this movie that you're not gonna catch. Like going like, well, that movie did it better. No, that movie did movie stuff better. This movie mm-hmm. was like a Wu Tang album. This movie has mm-hmm. so much. It has so many little nuggets of cool that are just like laid out like a like an Eminem's trail that you're just picking up a little piece of something every now and then. Uh-huh. Uh, that like, I think that's what all in all at the end of this movie. You had an mm-hmm. awesome time watching cool shit happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That and that's no, fine. The, that's fine. I've I'm seen just, people 
uh, point out the whole like uh, the Terminators are a perfect machine that does everything machine perfect and mm-hmm. humans are sloppy and, and like messy. And so they do everything sloppy and messy. So the Terminator uh-huh. like appears in the in, in our time crouched. But Kyle Reese falls out of a fucking portal and slaps the ground really hard. Oh, uh, uh-huh. And then. Yeah. But. But humans are, are are emotional thinkers, whereas robots are logical thinkers. So uh-huh. uh, the robot goes to the phone booth and grabs the list of Sarah Connors and yeah. starts from the top and starts killing them all. Yeah. Whereas the human grabs it and has information to then like uh, short shorten the list to figure right. out which one it is. There's right. cool shit in here that's being that's like very that's subtle that's 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 little bits that maybe you don't necessarily pick up that yeah. are that do not pertain to the second movie that they they have no no answer to you know yeah 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 um yeah it's uh yeah you're right no there's there's like little moments and stuff but um for me a lot of times yeah it just doesn't add up but uh, no there's okay so there's some comparisons that i like that is like fun that i'm like oh this is like a weird one that i don't think um i'm sure somebody's mentioned this but so do you remember in uh, T2, John Connor is like riding on a um, a motorcycle, right? Obviously him and yeah. his buddy are riding dirt around. Bike. Dirt bike. Him and uh, what's his name from Suit Your Shorts? Yeah, whoever his name is. Yeah, redhead guy. And so, yeah, that was awesome. Buddy. Like when you're a kid, like watching that, like I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Now going back to the first one, we see his mom on a moped. Yeah. And she's riding a moped. And I was like, oh, that's like a cool, like weird connector that, that yeah, you wouldn't think of as like anything. Well, and it really isn't necessarily anything, but- it's interesting. It is, though. I like that. James Cameron does a really good job between these two movies of connecting the generations of family. Uh, uh-huh. uh, that kid, uh, what was his, what's his name in real life, the actor? The redhead? He was like, oh, yeah, no, the no, other no, one. No, um, the, uh, you, right? It's a name you should have, right? Yeah, he was in The Client, right, as well? Uh, he, um, it's like right there. God. Oh, he fa- does uh, a. Sh- um, go ahead. No, 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 I'm thinking. He does a really thinking. good job of being Sarah Connor's kid. Not Terminator 2 Sarah Connor's kid, mm-hmm. but like uh like the kid of the girl of the girl oh, in the first Edward movie, Furlong. You know? Edward, Edward Furlong. Furlong. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I pulled that by myself as well I was done, getting ready to look well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was supposed to add up to a lot more, remember? Like he was there's a lot of promise for that actor and uh he um, kind of didn't live up to He had to a, a lot he had a tough life. That's he, true. No, no, for sure. Some roadblocks. For, for sure. sure. Yep. Instead, we got like? fucking Stahl, right? That's who we got for for yeah. T three. Yeah, I Nick know. Stahl. Yeah, Christian Bale. I, we got Christian I have Bale. nothing against Nick Stahl too. He's fine. I'm trying to fucking work here, Christian Bale. You know that whole thing. Hello, you know. Hello, that? mate. <laughs> trying to work here. I'm trying mate. to walk in. You walking through those the set lights like a fucking are so idiot. important, mate. <laughs> That's how he sounds, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how that's, exactly that's how it. Welsh people talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Where were you? Sorry. Go back to. I have no idea. Do you remember? Fuck. Oh, I was. I was Linda tying Hamilton. Them together, but now you make me want to yeah. talk about Terminator Two because Budnick is the best in that scene. The redhead kid. Uh, just that oh, scene where the cop is, or the Terminator dresses cop uh-huh. is looking for them, and he tries to throw the cop off. Oh the yeah. Scent. Hey, I think the kid went that you're looking for went over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, two times. First he goes, yeah. "No, nah, I've never seen him," and then goes beeline straight to him. Right. And he right. goes, "Hey man, there's a cop looking for you." Yeah. And then where the cop is sees coming him. straight at him. Yeah. He's the cop sees uh the kid already. Oh, he pushes he him right. He yeah, like pushes the, him out of the he way. He tries with his to face. stand in front of him. Yeah. Hey, I think that kid you were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> he flying. He's great, man. What an yeah. excellent like seven lines that kid got and like right. eats them all, like earns every minute. Yeah. 
Um, but anyways, that's so yeah, not, we're not talking about T two. So yeah, some of these similarities are fun to to look at though. I think like um, not necessarily saying like good or bad, but like they both connect. And so one of the mm-hmm. big things, one of the main things, this is not even a connector necessarily, but this is what I appreciate most. I'd say is the Sarah Connor character. Like if you've uh-huh. seen only T two, like I had, yeah, you're not getting any of the perspective of how far she came. Like where she was at, you know, she's so innocent in the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's such like a, uh, just like a the, waif girl. Like she's like a young girl. The thing about her is that she has a pet lizard. Yeah, right. I don't remember his name, but yeah, that was random. That was really, uh, literally to set up the other scene where like the it's food like gets Giuseppe knocked over. or something. I forgot. What? The name? It was like Giuseppe or something. Oh yeah. Like something a, weird. like an ethnic Italian name or something. Yeah. Something weird. Even when she's holding it, I'm just like, she looks awkward holding that thing. Like, that's yes, not her pet. That that's was not her, not her lizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. It's a very quirky thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Sarah Connor's arc between one and two is mm-hmm. amazing. It's like, you can't even understand. If you only see T2, you can't understand. Ooh. She seems crazy. Also- she seems literally just like crazy. And you don't, you and, don't like, and and you need it. somebody who's been around since the beginning, aka Doctor Silverman, yes. who is uh, mistreating her. Yes, that was the thing too. I forgot he was in the first one. I knew right? he was because he's such a dirtbag. Oh from yeah, the beginning. He oh, is yeah. so. I've never seen a doctor care so little so immediately. Well, <laughs> and think about just, the time frame that they set up. Like he leaves as. Arnold's walking in. He yeah. leaves the police station. Everything he changes if that ha- if that doesn't happen. He's either dead or he yeah. completely is like gonna believe or he some controls aspect controls her this. life or or yeah. or he like holds her ca- oh. captive basically. Yeah. Well, he already is doing that too. Like by the that's second, that's what I'm one. saying. Like, but I'm saying well, that, I mean, that like, relationship. Yeah, those different. are the two choices. Exactly. Yeah, those are the two ends. Yeah, uh, yeah. Something about that scene, really quick. I'll be back. Uh, I, I oh, you heard about this, right? This Have you heard no, about that? I, this is the thing I noticed oh, okay. while I was watching. Okay. Uh, just a just a goof, I think. Yeah. The uh, the lights of the car are off as it's driving in, but mm. when the the opposite shot of the desk sergeant uh-huh. is oh, of flash a, bright, they're big bright, yeah, big bright lights. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, what were you gonna say? No, so I heard a story. I'm going to get this kind okay. of wrong. We'll have to maybe look up details. Oh, is it the I will be back? Thing? Yeah, it was like the yeah, yeah, changing yeah. the script on the fly thing, right? So, yeah, the line was kind of complicated for Arnold to say. It was kind of clunky coming out of his mouth, I think. And so, yeah, like last minute, they changed the line to like the more simplified. And I don't remember, though, if like who made the call on like, I think he might have just said it. I think Arnold might have just like done he it said, like I'll that? be back incorrectly and they were like you know what that's fine uh, no I think you're right though. I think it was like I'll be right back or something like that it was like uh, no I think it was like, I will be back I think it was I will, I will be, back. be back right because of, that a robot would not contract the oh, word oh interesting like uh-huh. a robot would just say the whole phrase mm-hmm. but uh the two things one he is copying other people Right. Uh, so later up, he's on, learning. He's learning. Yeah. When he tells, when he tells the 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 hairiest shouldered man in the world, <laughs> to he tell the when he knocks on his door to the beat of the music. By the way, uh-huh. in case you didn't notice, uh-huh. he knocks on his motel door to the beat of the Terminator theme. Uh, do do do. Oh no doo, way. Do do. He does. Wow. He knocks the, and he says, "Hey, buddy, you in there?" And he and he looks at his choices, to yeah. response, and yeah. he chooses. 
fuck off asshole, which is a thing that somebody right. told him earlier. Right. So it would make sense that he'd say, I'll be back because nobody would tell him I will be back. Right. He would say, I'll be back. Right, right. Okay. But what actually happened is mm-hmm. uh, uh, Schwarzenegger said, but is that how he would say it? And mm-hmm. Cameron said, I don't tell you how to act, so you don't tell me how to write. Read it how it's written. Right, right. Yep. But then ultimately he didn't do it how it was written, right? Or was he questioning? I, I don't after know. After all this, I don't know where we That's ended up. That's the thing. Yeah. Yep. Like I get yep. I get muddled on this, but I just think it's interesting because of how iconic that line became, but couldn't have if they did it the other way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it stuck around because of the totally. effect of him saying that. Oh, so this leads me to Arnold with glasses. This is the thing in this movie too, is that before pre-glasses Arnold, because of the eyeball situation, he knows he needs to cover up that eyeball. Sure. Um, it's a different Terminator, and part of this throws me off because I think part of it is just like Arnold's acting uh, abilities because he is trying to be like stealthy, and you would think it's easier when you can't act, but in a way, he's subtly no. acting when he's got pre-glasses on, or pre-glasses like in the first ha- first chunk of the movie. Yes. Um, I don't know if you... Okay, so I, I read a, uh, a trivia thingy that he like trained for a month shooting guns because they wanted him to like oh, learn yeah. to shoot with his eyes open without blinking without yeah, blinking yeah, yeah. yet yeah, in yeah. the movie when he's killing he like the roommate he's blinking like crazy yes. and he's like but he's got some mannerisms good at, so it's like, we can only be good at so many things he was already a, a no, Mr. Universe <laughs> but in a way I'm saying what I'm saying though is that yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. weird transformation of the Terminator from when he gets before he gets his eye all mashed and he's, everything's going on, that he has that first uh, kind of de- mm-hmm. he's dealt a blow, right? Getting hit with the car, right? Was that what it was? I think I don't that, remember. Like, sent he, his oh, he gets on, run like, over by the semi. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. And so then after that point, he becomes. And, and you know, he different. got run over by that semi because he ran over a semi. Exactly. Earlier. That's I yeah, saw yeah, a yeah. stat about that too. Yeah, that was like, uh, yeah, he, he. It's almost the same. Somebody tried to say it's the same model or whatever the hell. I was like, okay, well, fine. I did notice in when he walks into Tech Noir, uh, the the bouncer uh reaches over to grab him hey that guy didn't pay and then the bouncer reaches over and grabs him as if uh-huh. to like pull him back and then uh-huh. holds him for a moment while uh arnold remembers to react oh, so yeah there's definitely there's like a like, moment where you go "Ooh, arnold slipped there <laughs> like, or there's even there's a subtle thing dude i don't think again i i somebody's probably looked at this but there's a moment where arnold gets out of the car at the beginning to go to get a phone book from the uh from the from the uh oh yeah telephone booth yeah, I know and he like about. skips up the step he like doesn't oh, no, step up like I a robot. This is a subtle uh, thing. This is very subtle that I just happened to pick up on that. I'm like, oh, that's Arnold actually not walking too robotic like. He's actually looking too a little bit human there in that moment, you know? Mm. Although uh, that is then funny. he pulls the guy out of the phone book and he goes, Hey you jerk and he throws him. <laughs> right. And then like then the guy then um, Arnold stands in the phone booth for like uh-huh. I don't know, 20 seconds or so. Uh-huh. The guy's right there who he just threw out and was right. like, what the hell? Ah, yeah. That guy would beat his ass or try, try to, right? Try. Like, yeah. he was a big guy. He wasn't so. a little guy. Yeah. He, you would think he'd be like, hey, buddy, and he'd grab him by the collar or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, the guy ran away. Yeah. That's when some of these moments of like where it feels a little more uh, indie to me. But dude, some mm-hmm. of the car scenes, yeah. like the car chase, uh, I really like that car chase scene um, at night. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking like uh kind of right before the uh or no, was it after the tech noir? Like, I think it was like on the, the heels Wait, of the tech noir scene? scene. The car chase. There's like a car chase which, uh, between um 
Reese. It's like when Reese first Cop is dealing cars. with um, Linda Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. trying okay. to convince her sure, like sure. who he who he is, and he gives I weird remember, ultimatums yeah. too. He gave a weird ultimatum in that car uh, to her, like don't say a word, like. He's oh, yelling yeah. at her some harsh I feel things. Like, like, if you want her to believe you, then you should probably you could do this. His dialogue story. is badly written, and I think it's yeah. written in a way that's supposed to be he is a man at a time, so he's not right. like able to like talk. He doesn't have human. He's uh, also He's not socialized. Yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the hell on earth. He doesn't know how to. Do he's from small a doer, talk or whatever. Right, and it's established. Yeah, he's never. You know, uh, he he's never had a girlfriend. Well, he's somebody never had. pointed out. Somebody yeah. pointed out that was probably the first shower he's ever had. Oh wow! Oh, right? interesting. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, so he a lot of his dialogue is awkward and stilted, and and then part of that's supposed to be the like case. A, and it's because it sounds like a little kid trying to explain himself to someone who he's about to get in trouble to. You know, like yeah. where the kid's got an explanation, and if he could just get it out. Yeah. He can convince you, right. but boy, oh boy, is he stumbling to get it out? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like that's kind of the feeling, right? And some of that is like very TV actorish to me. Like, it, yeah, he doesn't feel like a leading man in, in any way for for me, and like that's why I always nah. feel like he's kind of miscast. Um, I have in this movie. See, I have an, I have obviously that that uh, I'm not completely objective about him because mm-hmm. like my friend yeah. had an affinity for him I since know. we were kids, right? But. Even then, I still love his like awkwardness. It is very mm-hmm. his character is so earnest. He's so mm-hmm. like he is able to portray such childlike earnestness. Yeah. Uh that you can't help but root for him. Like you you are like, God damn it. He is yeah. doing literally the only thing he knows how to do correctly. Like, yeah. like he's like, I know that this is the right road because it's literally the only good thing I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw myself at this until I die. Right. Basically. Right. And and we understand by the end of the movie that he knows he's gonna die. Yeah. Like he knows he doesn't get back. He knows he doesn't. That's no- true. That was interesting, dude. That was an interesting touch to me. Like you spoke of like some of the um kind of like finer little details. Like if you're not paying attention, you could be like you could miss the the sensitivity of like the fact that the tech in the future is not that good about sending people back in time, right? Because then yeah, they can't bring yeah, you yeah. back. Like they're saying, like nope. they could barely get it, get me there, you know. And uh, well, he so that he was, drops the one possible future line uh, when he's explaining it to her, uh-huh. which I was like, "Ooh, that muddles everything." Because <laughs> uh-huh. in the next movie, it's all about how this is un- inevitable. Right, right. But in this movie, he does drop the. They go. So you're saying you're Could from the future? Uh, one possible future. Oh, right. And it's right. like, no, that ruins the Terminator timeline. Right. You can't say that. That's true. But, yeah. But, and, and with the, if you say one possible future, then you really bring into into play the idea that you can never go back because how would you uh-huh. choose from all possible futures the one you're from? Right. 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 Yeah. Oh, and especially because if you can't specify the year that you're sending somebody back to. Oh, like exactly, he doesn't yeah. know what year he's in. You know, no. he knows he has to protect her because the other guy's on the way to. Like that's why he's sent is because he knows they sent uh, mm-hmm. a Terminator, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, some of those details I like. Like when he comes straight up and he doesn't know the year. I don't know. I like moments like that where it's like you're feeling you feel right away like the situation. Like he doesn't know where. Like he's lost yeah. literally in time and space. You know. Honestly, the only thing that I find the problem with Kyle Reese is the dialogue being too 
like awkward to the extent where Linda Hamilton's character has to be <laughs> making some like character, like her character motivation becomes a little questionable because mm-hmm. she's just got to keep the plot going a little mm-hmm. bit. Like she's like, mm-hmm. fine, I've got to accept the nonsense you're saying because the story yeah. says I do. Yeah, right. You know, it's time sensitive. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all that's in one night. Really, because mm-hmm. because all. All he is, all Michael Bean is, is a ball of of panic and orders. And, like, that's yeah. perfect for his character. I think that's so good for how that dude is supposed to be. I have to run back in time and save the woman that I've loved but have never met <laughs> to make sure that all humans don't die. Right. That's an intense thing. Yeah. You know? And the one time. And they have to fight an unstoppable robot to do it. Yeah, for sure. But the one time that was, it came off so kind of quirky. Fun, fun, funny, whatever. It's fun. Uh, post-coital, uh, they make some, he makes some joke. There's some like little joke and they're like laughing with each other. And it's like right before Arnold, they know Arnold's like right there out the door or whatever, you know? So it's like they're given like, I don't know, five seconds, 10 seconds yeah. to like, you know, enjoy the moment. But really then it's back to uh, the final, back to the final action scene. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's funny to hear the Terminator theme done romantically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very funny. Yeah. I don't think that ever happens again. Uh, it's just like little plinks, plink, 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 and yeah, some long violins, some yeah. long strings, yeah, strung, yeah, strung like a mo. You know who's not, who doesn't overstay his welcome. You know who doesn't stick around too long, Dan. Uh-huh. Do you know a gentleman by the name of Dick Miller? Because Dick Miller, Dick Miller, he's a stone cold killer, Dan. And he's in a million movies. But the first time I probably saw him was uh-huh. in Gremlins. Oh, and oh, the yes. Next time I saw him was selling guns to a giant Austrian robot man. Uh-huh. He sold him all the guns and then he received a uh, gun, a shotgun blast. After oh. told him, hey, you can't do that. Kaboom. <laughs> oh, what was that? That's Dick Miller, the owner of the gun store who sells. The commando? Uh, uh, no, in oh. this movie that we just saw. Oh, oh, yeah, but I mean, oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay, that's Dick yeah, Miller. Yeah, sorry. He sells him the guns. Yeah, the, gun, the guns they're owned. Yeah, that guy's a character actor and like. Yep, uh, he's in Gremlins. Both the he's Gremlins, in, uh, Piranha, The Howling, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, of course, he's the great. classic Chopping Mall, The Terminator, oh, The wow. Burbs, Small Soldier. He's in a lot of movies. All the right moves. Dude, I'm looking through Stuff. the cast because I was trying to find. I don't know why I don't see Dick Miller here. Maybe he's under a different name. Richard Miller or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> he does uh, also go by Richard. But, Walter Paisley? Oh, no. That's a character he played five times. No, so this is a fun one. If, you, if you're if you a modern audience, uh, Dean Norris is the SWAT team Oh, leader. yeah. I don't remember seeing his face, though. Wait. When, who is he? Do, you know Dean Norris, right, from Breaking Bad? Of course. Bad. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it says SWAT team leader. So I guess when the, where does the SWAT team go in? Uh, I'm trying to think in the movie. Oh, they go to that house. Do they go to a house to try and like head him off at the pass and they're remember. too late maybe? I don't think so. I don't remember that part. I thought there's a group of a SWAT team or something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, because it Sure. Uh you're or, talking about the oh. you're talking about the guy who was the leader of the town in the in the underrated <laughs> under the dome, right? That's what you're you talking always about. That bring, actor? You always bring that up in reference <laughs> to him. That's so funny. I bet he would love that too, right? Just like Oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah. We would high five about it. It's yeah. either that or the uh oh no, not the thing. That's um that's uh, uh, Michael Chiklis. 
Sorry. Michael Chiklis yeah. is in the thing? Oh, he, he is, is the, the thing. thing. He is oh, yeah, the thing in the Fantastic No, if Four. it was Michael Chiklis, I'd, I'd talk to him about the commish. I'd be like, hey, hey, oh, the okay. commish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, Michael Chiklis is freaking, uh, he's fucking, uh, what's his name? Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. Uh, yeah, that's, that's who I know him thing. as. Yeah, what's yeah. his name? What's the but detective? I like, uh, Vic Mackey. Mackey, Vic Mackey, yeah. yeah. Love That's that. who Love he that really show. is to me. He's no, always Vic Mackey. That's fine, but what I'm saying is the quirkiness of like mentioning to an actor, like yes. that kind of medium level thing that they've done to lower oh, level sure. where it's just like, oh yeah, I remember you from Under the Dome. Oh, cool. Hell cool. yeah. Hell yeah, man. No, he's the guy that's like, that's that's pretty good for him, actually. That's mm-hmm. nice little lead And part. of course, we also have a, another uh, actor, a named actor in a smaller part. Mm-hmm. Uh, second banana detective, uh, uh, freaking Lance Henriksen. Oh, dude. Okay, so this guy, wait, why can't I find You know, him he was here? supposed to be uh, Reese. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm oh. sorry. He was supposed to be the Terminator. No, 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 I'm sorry. Wait, what? Uh, Lance Henriksen was supposed to play the Terminator. And when uh, James Cameron was shopping this movie around, uh, Henriksen would show up in full Terminator makeup to the uh, to the pitch meetings uh-huh. to try to get uh, people to interested in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, of course, he ended up being a robot. Right. In Aliens. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. In James Cameron's Aliens, oh, not funny. James Cameron's Terminator. Wow. Oh, well, on that same point, well, I, I, I want to go back to that guy. Something about him in this movie that I thought was so funny. Uh, but uh, um, Henriksen? Henriksen, yeah. So, but, um, uh, oh, just on the casting of the Terminator. Like shit? The his what? partner treats him like shit. Yes. In the movie? Yes. Oh my god, dude! It's so crazy. He just slaps him aside like every time. What a piece of shit. And especially for absolutely. a black uh, guy to be in a in, in the, a position in of the power. Eighties, early to mid eighties. Yeah, dude. I was like, he, that's pretty progressive, actually. Like, and, just like and in that the second. Yeah. Do you know who plays that character better? Uh, the guy Detective in Terminator Bunk. Two. No, Detective Dixon? Bunk. Wait. Wait. What? Bunk from Wire. Oh, oh, oh right, from the wire. right. That's who, because yep. that guy's too old and like, and like wimpy looking. The the they have the this, one in this one. Uh-huh. to be telling Lance Henriksen around like that to be like that's what fucking tuggy shit to him like that. Well, and there's no pretense. There's no like really like no, I just oh, is this guy? Like shit. Yeah, it's just like Lester. That it's like every idea uh, he has, he goes, oh sweet, yeah. the stupid idea came in. <laughs> now let's try a real idea, dude. It's so good. That's uh, it's Very so funny. good. Um, oh, on the casting of a. Uh, of Arnold, um, did you did you hear anything about? Have you heard anything about that? Like I've heard how, some stuff, but you tell me. So what I heard is that he was supposed to, or kind of was like talking about being the uh, Michael Bean character. Like he was supposed to be. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, going back. I'm in certain time. he sees himself as a hero. Yeah, that's exactly it. And like they, they said as much. Like when he took this role, dude, because they started. All right, I guess he was talking with James Cameron at a meeting, like about how <clears throat> how like the view he saw of the Terminator and how. He is as a character, whatever. He completely understood it. So they're like, oh, yeah, okay, this like totally fits for you. Um, but nobody wanted him to do that because that's not a leading man type uh, mm. hero role, you know? So sure. it was very interesting for him to take that role at this position um, in his well, career, I was gonna say, too. Where, where in his career? Where are we at? So he's done... Um, Conan. Done Conan. Conan. That's the other biggest thing. Yeah, which is very like heroic He has um, already been Mr. Universe. People do know that he is that. And then yeah, he yeah. then he started his film career and his first major film is Conan, right? 
Uh, the first major one, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know one about Hercules two? in New York and all that. Was actually the first two out in 84. Hercules though, in New York, Stay Hungry, Pumping Iron, The Villain, The Comeback, Conan the Barbarian, and Conan the Destroyer, and then The Terminator. He hadn't even done Commando yet. Yeah, so he's done, yeah, for sure, right, that was the next year. Um, There was something that put him on the map, too, uh, in like a small role. Oh, I think it was, no, was it Stay Hungry? Let's the see. Comeback, The Villain, or Stay Hungry? The villain scavenger hunt. I see that. Yeah, there was something else besides Conan. I thought that was like. I guess he was just building up. Oh, the long goodbye too. He's uncredited in the oh, long wow, goodbye. Oh wow, really? He's in the long goodbye. Yeah, I think it's a he's very small. He's in another noir movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he was building up like a certain um, uh, some credentials as like uh, an up and coming kind of actor mm-hmm. or whatever the hell. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, and not- there was a place for 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 uh, bodybuilders, as seen mm-hmm. by the other Terminator that shows up in this movie. In the future scene, when the Terminator mm. shows up to their to their mm-hmm. place and then starts killing everybody, yeah, uh, that is a a fellow bodybuilder of his, a friend. of oh, his. Oh, really? Also did also did other movies too. Had, oh. a, had like a fairly decent career afterwards. Oh, maybe it was the I heard I saw in the Arnold doc he talked about this dude who was a bodybuilder who was like his best buddy. It's like a oh, short little yeah. guy, and he died at a uh, he died at a young age, I guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's not true, but yeah, he. Um, I don't think he continued to act that long, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, let's see. Yeah, what else do I have? Oh, um, oh yeah, little moment mistakes. Uh, we're going down oh, yeah, our, our, our notes now. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I think uh, I my brain never put it together that the whole movie happens in one night until uh, I was watching it this time, and mm-hmm. it said uh, everything happens tonight. And I was like, "Oh crap! This happens all in one night." Forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I had put that in uh in that context either mm-hmm. um, until this viewing. Yeah, so that is what an else? interesting because I don't think that was necessary. I don't think they had to. No, do. they could have took taken they, some time in between, especially yeah. the fact that at some point you realize, or maybe you don't, that they are gonna have to make sweet, sweet love. Uh, that mm-hmm. like uh they. They needed a night together, basically. Like they were right. gonna have to spend spend time together to make it more reasonable that she would choose to like mm-hmm. hook up with him. Although they do very much show that she is in luck, she is unlucky in love earlier yes. uh, with a with a handful of absolutely charming uh, answering machine scenes that would make <laughs> no sense to children today. Yeah, for sure, and especially that creepy phone call thing with um the boyfriend of the roommate. That I oh yeah yeah about. I was like this, this is, I yeah it's I funny think when it happened like, I was like oh. oh yeah this thing yeah uh, but I do definitely remember <laughs> the classic and I can't believe this joke existed so long ago and yet like I think in Scrubs it's a joke and like so much in the future it's still a joke mm-hmm. the whole answering the phone and then being like nope just kidding it's an answering machine yeah oh that's funny yeah that's such an old guess- joke if it's in here and it lasted way too long. Yeah, yeah, the whole answer machine thing was like up through the like mid nineties, I guess. Till they right? disappeared, like, probably until they stopped having them. Yeah, that was a joke that kept happening. Yeah, um, yeah, and then one of the voices on the answer machine, the guy who who bails on um their date uh with Linda yes. Hamilton is uh James Cameron. That's James Cameron's voice. voice. Yeah, proving yeah, that he is mean to all of his romantic paramours, uh, including mm. Linda Hamilton, who would be one of his wives. Yeah, uh, not during this James, movie, right? I think it was after no, this, no, probably no. a little bit. But yeah, 
afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but she is in Lucky in Love, as we see by James Carmen uh, ditching her. And she's uh-huh. just in Lucky in Life, as we see yeah. a child place a scoop of ice cream into her apron dude her look on her face is the best look it's so both things the way the kid is very carefully putting it in there yeah he's using the other hand to 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 like steady it and to catch drips amazing the child best child actor i've ever seen yeah and then yeah just her disdain but mixed with like just tragic sadness like as she looks kid what and then and then the friend dude i love the worker the friend uh worker lady oh, in the there who's nonsense. so optimistic and just like oh, oh, oh. she's because she's just like um what does she say something about like oh just think oh. of it like this well i'll be dead in a hundred years it, I was, or it no, won't no, matter no. in a hundred years is that the same actress because i think they they force her two very very clunky lines one is uh look at it this way nobody's gonna care in a hundred years yeah, yeah which is a line about the end of the world but then right, later right. on is that the same waitress that pulls her into the bathroom to into the back room to be like look you're famous and it's because yeah. a different sarah connor's been murdered yep. it's the same waitress yeah right? same one so same she's one. she's she gets just all got the little no nothing interesting to say no. she's just got or she's got interesting things to say they're fun she's just saying them wrong yeah yeah they just like yeah, it's just almost from a different movie in a way. But but how are you but, gonna? Wow. How can you help it when you live in '80s LA? Holy shit, '80s LA is so cool looking. I there's so many movies yeah. in '80s New York. '80s LA uh-huh. is dope, man. '80s LA is strip malls yeah. and 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 dirt bikes and and just yeah. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a carpenter type vision of like something. You know what I'm saying? Like how he had yeah. A, Escape from New York. He had to make this whole crazy thing for future New York or whatever. But it kind of looks like L.A. in the 80s a little bit. You know? Yeah. Still, <laughs> like just bad New York looks like regular L.A. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah, I love any any time anytime a movie takes an excuse to show me old L.A. One of my favorite movies is still um, what you call L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Uh, just because driving around L.A. In, in other times is freaking cool to somebody who lives in L.A. Well, and especially because a lot of that history is still preserved. Like, it's weird to think that a lot of these places, like in this movie, you could go to, like, easily. Like, I was reading about, uh, it's not still a, um, the club scene is not a club, obviously, but it's just yeah. like uh, some Chinese food, uh, fine Chinese store, uh, yeah, yeah, Asian yeah. food market. Well, yeah, like isn't that. the DJ, yeah. the DJ's like on like a, like a, where you serve food, right? Like on a, where the hot, where the hot lamps are or something. Is that what it looked like? Is that what it looked like? Yeah. Oh, on that too, in that place. I thought those tables were hilarious for their future. Oh, yeah, sure. It's like, uh, they look like grates, oh, like uh, it, sewer grates or something, like in a floor, like just they metal. They were doing their best so to funny. be like, what is like a future version of a discotheque? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's trying to be uh, real future Yeah. Something about that scene that I always like, I don't know what this means. This is something that hits me every single time I watch the movie and it doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. So I'm going to tell you now that mm-hmm. I love the fact that she is in that club. There's an 80s slasher movie and they yeah. put a young woman in a club, but yeah. she is not there clubbing. She yeah. is there by accident. Yeah. And the scene the that happens there just happens to be in a club. Yeah. For some reason, that I love that. So for yeah. some reason, I think that's really cool. I thought of Any that Any other too. movie would have just been like, oh, she's just, she's a young woman. She's going to go out on the town. Yeah. Let's put her in a club to put her in a cool, uh, like, uh, a little setting. environment. A little like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, like, she's just there because uh, the story had to get her there. Right, 
Right. That was cool. And it's different than like a bar, like a creepy place with no energy or mm-hmm, something, you know, mm-hmm. like they needed totally. some energy there. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so different than a club that you think of, I guess, like a modern uh, place that's kind of dark and kind of like uh, edgy well, and like lights and stuff, you know, like it was, I'll tell you right now, yeah. I just watched I just rewatched the John Wick movies mm-hmm. and they have very cool scenes at dance in dance clubs. There's three scenes. I mean, there's one in each movie, either at a dance in the first three, in the first three movies. Actually, I don't know which movies they're in. There's the scene where he goes to kill uh, Theon Greyjoy uh, uh-huh. in the club, in the first one. Uh-huh. There's the scene where he, uh, where Common, where he kills yep. Common's ward, the Italian mm-hmm. lady, mm-hmm. at that the at that concert. One? Second one, right? In the second one, yep. yeah. And then I don't know if it's in the third or in the fourth one. It's in the fourth one. In the one uh-huh. where him and Donnie Yen play yep. poker against that giant dude yep. that ends up in a club as well and oh yeah there's always scenes, a club there's always a club. absolutely beautiful oh, scenes yeah. of people Amazing. dancing and laser lights going off yep. while people fight for their lives exactly this scene is the opposite as soon as guns come out everyone freaks out and starts running like there's uh-huh. not the like let's stay on the music let's stay on the lights and let's just watch the action play out right which is what modern action would do right. it's like no this is terrifying this yeah. is very scary. Let's yeah. show you how scary it is. I yeah. think that's cool. Yeah, and the idea of a setting of like where can it, where can we have like some action thing take place and people don't really react or see what's going to happen because they're so enthralled with their experience there, you know? Like sure. nobody's going to see that coming and so uh, Well, you know what it yeah. is? It's all those it's all those songs that talk about how tonight is the only night we're ever going to have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think those songs are just getting to people and you're just like, "Fuck, yeah. I got to dance." And they're right. Who cares if there's a terminator got to dance? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like you this is fun. Later. We're never going to forget this night that a terminator showed up sure. at our dance club. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Um, Anyways. Oh, uh, here you go. Yeah. Tricky answering machines and I, my note is tricky answering machines and rocking out while making out. Sometimes the music does just get oh to you, Dan. You can't God. stop. Oh, can't stop, won't stop. Dude, sometimes it's because a Terminator is killing people around you at a discotheque. And sometimes it's despite <laughs> the fact that your man is about to go down on you, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're just too vibing. into your tunes. She is vibing all day, dude, every day. Yeah. That is some Olivia Rodrigo shit right there. Yeah. I don't know anything about Olivia Rodrigo. I, I just know that she's a popular oh, artist right now. I heard that name recently. I heard that name <laughs> that's recently. All, that's know. the entirety yeah. of what I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no. She does have she does have very cool foam tipped uh, '80s headphones, and there was a cool uh, song in there that was like a, a new wave uh, type, um, kind of like a not as well known '80s uh, track. Okay. So I appreciated her uh, bebop into that. It wasn't was running like, up that hill. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I was like, I was kind of paying attention to her like bopping to it because I'm like, oh, I don't know if that matches with this song actually. So I think they just like, stuck that in there. Obviously, laid it no, over. Oh, and to, the song, yeah. it does. Sure. Yeah. But I, I was gonna say no to the part of why they stuck it in there. They stuck uh-huh. it in there so that later on she could have the headphones on and not hear the Terminator walk in. Sometimes oh, for sure. movies are clunky and oh, yeah. it bums me out. This movie yeah. is clunky in a lot of ways that don't bum me out, and that one still kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of like, oh come on. I don't mind because like she does it. Better, if she she could have like, just grabbed, she could have just grabbed the headphone. She after the sex, she could have said, "You want a sandwich?" She goes, "Hell yeah, yeah I want a sandwich." She goes, yeah. "Okay," gets up, grabs the headphones, slaps them on, goes to the kitchen. Yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. the entirety. You right. didn't need to have her wearing them during sex. <laughs> that's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. That's what true. is she? What is she? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio with what vaping during sex? Is that what she? Oh, doing? is that? I don't know. Is, is that? A f- oh yeah. They, oh, wow. A bunch of girls came out and said that apparently DiCaprio puts headphones on and just closes his eyes and lets it happen. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of stories of that, dude. 
Um, all right. So there's a big thing at the end of this movie that piqued my interest. I didn't hear anything about this previously, but there's a credit that comes up that says acknowledgement to the works of Harlan Ellison. Do you oh, recall wow. this? Sure. Do you recall yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember it saying that, but good point. I didn't even think to bring that up. I was like, yeah, that's the kind of thing they would put in. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I got to look this up because uh, it doesn't say the wording is curious because it doesn't say based on like the work of no, or something like you that. Would, you know, it's, it's like, you would put something like that in front of like a uh, minority report and say like Isaac mm-hmm. Asimov. You know, mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. that's or not uh, not well, as that was directly referenced Vonnegut to... Vonnegut. Like you would say Vonnegut. Oh, like okay. at the beginning, they uh-huh. they don't have to, but they uh-huh. sure took a lot of inspiration from Vonnegut. So maybe it would be nice to uh-huh. say, you know, in loving memory of or something. Like right. That. Right. I yeah. feel like that's kind of the vibe. Right. Well, so this one is actually because um, no, it's a confirmed thing, dude. Oh. He heavily borrowed Cameron oh. basically stole from um uh, Outer Limits episodes that came out that this guy wrote. Oh, wow. And so, that, yeah. yeah. So there's this one, because um, uh, this guy, yeah, was known for sci-fi, short stories, uh, prolific author of genre fiction. Yeah, um, Harlan Ellison, incredible writer. Yeah, I don't, I've don't. i never heard of this dude, but um, but yeah, I watched some of these clips of these Outer Limits kind of side by side, and it's like eerily, eerily kind of uh, uh, similar, like on just like a story uh, structure of like a guy coming back in time and then, uh, you know, some of like the interrogation scene. There's like a direct reference to mm-hmm. some of these scenes. So I guess it was a bleak dystopian story called uh, Rep... The Oh, no, this is a short story. Sorry. this is So this is another thing he did called Repent, Harlequin Said the TikTok Man. It's considered one of the best um, sci-fi stories ever. Um, mm-hmm. that was what was, I think, based on one of the Outer Limits episodes. And yes. then another one called The Demon with a Glass Hand, where he reveals, like a robotic-y guy, reveals his hand as like a a glass thing, which is like very, very referential of like when um, we see Arnold's uh, metal hand too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then this guy heard about this, I guess, because um, James Cameron just like blatantly said, in an interview before the release of the movie for a magazine was just like, oh yeah, like I, I totally just like kind of lifted um, some ideas from a, a couple Outer Limits episodes. So then that guy mm-hmm. immediately is like, what? And like got into a screening and saw like an early screening of the movie and then su- was going to threaten to sue the studio. Mm-hmm. And the studio uh, settled like immediately, I guess, like for somewhere they don't, they can't, con- nobody can really confirm it, but it's somewhere between 65,000 and 400,000. Um, okay. Just to kind of like, pay him off and then they put that credit in there too so right. um yeah so i thought I mean, that he was deserves uh, it if, if they took it from him uh, to that extent uh i did i read repent harlequin said the tiktok man a long time ago uh uh-huh. it was one of the first like uh like uh indie sci-fi things i ever mm. read i also mm. had a copy i don't i want to get it again of mm-hmm. dangerous visions and also again dangerous visions mm-hmm. uh two anthology books that harlan ellison uh, edited uh-huh. Uh, back in the 60s, I think, uh, mm. which are, I'm um, sorry, one is in the 60s, one is in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, which which are very, very cool sci-fi anthology books that if you go read Dangerous Visions, you're going to be like, oh, uh, this is all of like sci-fi anthology since then. This is mm-hmm. Black Mirror. This is oh, like wow. everything you've ever seen. Like yeah. this is where those ideas come from. Like right. Dangerous Visions is a freaking cool book. Uh, what if you've ever heard of what you're, that was 67 what you, that book oh, wow. came out. so that is um, like Outer Limits uh, 
time sure. frame, right? Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. 60s. Those, and, and I bet you a lot of the writers who uh, mm. were mm. added to the anthology sure. are writers from uh, not just from from Outer Limits, but uh, Star Trek. Uh, oh. One of the most famous, if not the most famous episode of Star Trek is called City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah. And that is written by Harlan Ellison. That wow. is a Harlan Ellison joint. Interesting. So, no, he's an incredible to the to with Asimov, with Vonnegut. Uh, one of the greatest uh, prognosticators of where tech would move society. Uh-huh. Very interesting writer. Uh-huh. If you're interested in reading sci-fi or just futurism, yeah. Harlan Ellison. Wow. I can't. Cool. Gro- and, and groovy. And real groovy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But you know, like but, a lot of those movies of the time like uh, are based on sci-fi authors of the time. Like, uh, what yeah. is it? We can, we can recall it for you for free is or wholesale. We can recall it wholesale for you for free mm. or we can recall it for you wholesale. Damn it. Uh-huh. Is Total Recall. Uh, oh, okay. You know, the running man Phil is K. the running Dick man. stuff, right? Too. Yeah, yeah. That's that another. Stuff. Yeah. Phil yeah. K. Dick, another Blade great man Runner, in the High Blade Castle. Runner, right. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That stuff is all mm-hmm. all from the time period of like mm-hmm. of real f- sci-fi authors really like pitching to the future and being like. Shit's gonna get weird, you guys. <laughs> right. Well, then the, that it, these type of things always because uh, we're mentioning all this just like informationally, not throwing anything away from like because um, Terminator is more than like what you borrow from is one thing, but yes. then you add your own flavors and other things. Of course, I saw somebody say something on like I think it was like Reddit or something. They made a good point of like okay or no YouTube comment I think of that video I saw and they were like okay well where did Harlan Ellison get his ideas from right you know what I'm saying like ideas come from yeah sure you would probably from uh, what's his name who wrote 1984 and then uh, the other dude yeah uh, Wells who wrote 1984 is his name Wells no not that Orson Wells H.G. Um, but that was H.G. Wells oh he didn't uh, write 1984 I just heard them uh, somebody talking about yeah George Orwell uh, oh sorry Orwell George Orwell sorry and sorry. then uh, and who Brave New World that's uh the guy they they eat soma and now soma is an actual uh, drug that they sell in the real world as if we've learned fucking Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley. So yeah, okay. those are the writers that those people yeah. and also amazing writers. Like yeah. also go read those guys if you can sure. dip that far back. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't look into their personal lives that much. You yeah. Know? Oh. And back like in that. the day it was hard to grow up a man and not have some pretty messed up ideas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Just yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and like I said earlier, Terminator 2 is standing on the giant shoulders of Terminator who of course is standing on the giant shoulders of other like sci-fi brilliant minds right yeah like, of course james cameron is an incredible director and his medium is film mm. but his medium was not the narrative word that was that belonged to authors mm-hmm. and so yeah. as he takes ideas from authors you know and would eventually build his own narrative uh, abilities that would culminate in avatar however you choose to right you know rate that uh yep. Yeah, but, he was drawing from the giants of of literature, and yeah. it shows in the great ideas that he's working with. Yeah, and that in his lane that he kind of is in is always like a spectacle. There's always like a, a kind of a spectacle, or like the story stuff is like bigger than character, or necessarily like making you feel something. I, I was just thinking about this because uh, a lot of his movies, I'm trying to think back, like they don't make you feel anything. Like a lot of people say that about Christopher Nolan too, in a, in a lot of ways. Oh, for sure. Or uh, or, I think uh, more than more than uh, I, I think, think the, Nolan way more than than uh, what, our buddy here. Uh, 
James Cameron. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. know. Like, I think they each have their moments of like they can have it. But even uh, oh, Ridley Scott too. Ridley Scott is very cold, cold uh, uh, director again, too. Ridley in Scott, a lot of ways, you know. But he knew to he knew to save the cat though. Wait, what cat? So what do you mean? What cat? The cat and alien, aliens, and oh. who they yeah, that's fine. take away from us in, at the beginning of Aliens Three because that movie's a travesty. But okay, so here's the thing. So this is why I bring this up. This is the last point. I, I'll make. I, I really wanted to remember the cat from Aliens' name. I can't remember. It's oh. like the name of a. It's like Galileo or something. It's like the name yeah, of an astrophysicist. Right, right. That's right. That's funny. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, you're gonna say. So, uh, going back to and uh, not to end on a complete complete little down yeah. note but um but part of that reason i was talking about with the music cues and how like certain things are not built to a certain level of drama to make you feel what you need to feel i feel like sure so like yeah. so when kyle tells uh sarah her son is john connor which is a big deal like he just kind of offhandedly mentions it in the car he tries to make it dramatic but then there's nothing behind it there's no gravitas only he to the knows moment. who john connor is she doesn't know john. like in his yeah. world if you were to say john connor everyone would be like oh, the man right, but, right. and and so but, he looks at, at sarah connor and he says john connor the way he always says it yeah and yeah. she goes yeah so we have the same name that's cool you know <laughs> no like, but she says that that's like your son right sure. like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that usually would be a big moment yeah so that was just like a weird thing that i was just like uh oh like i, I don't know it was just maybe weird. it like, fits though like, maybe to, maybe it does match the think. like the energy he that was supposed to be like it, it's the past for him it's the future for her right but that's the thing where like this movie is the rehearsal for the uh, in a lot of these ways where like I t2 a, wouldn't have I done take, that i take exception t- to that dan well t2, no I, you know I, well t2 wouldn't have done that because the groundwork was already laid t2 didn't need well partly partly and him as a filmmaker has developed up too and oh, of so course he's yeah like, that's too you know i'm not gonna take yeah like, so that's sam the, raimi has gotten better since uh evil dead yeah of course. but i don't think evil dead is a bad movie because freaking cohen brothers worked on it <laughs> oh really hell yeah what do you mean like just helped out or something because they're old friends i believe the oh. cohen's worked on the script oh Oh the sc- oh really I didn't know that I don't, but I don't they also worked on the set they also I believe Ethan yeah. was carrying buckets of blood oh maybe I did rem- remember I did hear that yeah I yeah, think yeah, you yeah. have I, th- yeah. I don't think I don't think I would break this news to you but yeah so a lot of these things that are like where I'm critical of this movie it's not necessarily like I'm saying this is like a bad movie because T2 mm-hmm. maybe did some things and like took those ideas and boom and then ran with them but it's uh it's just interesting for me to to see I think like like side by sides. You're saying that there's some there's some um, amateurism here because he yeah, was by all intents and purposes an amateur. It's his first, I, or no, but, s- technically second feature because Piranha he got uh, fired from. But he, yeah, he only worked for a small movie. part of it too. He was not yeah, the right. original director on Piranha Three. Right, right. He was brought in to replace the director of Piranha Three, and then, and got then <laughs> was fired yeah. from Piranha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but the but his name stayed on as directed by. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, technically this is like his first feature. That's yeah. And, and but that's, that's the thing. I think that whatever you I but I don't think of a as counterbalancing amateurism. Or I'm sorry, I don't think of it as amateurism taken away from the movie. I think of it as a counterbalance because only with amateurish films like this can you watch directors make cool mistakes like like he makes yeah oh yeah like there's oh, there's yeah, sloppy sure. things in here that come off better than they would have if they had been done smoothly and uh-huh. i think that that balances out with the parts of the movie that would have been slicker if it done by somebody with experience right yeah yeah no it's fine it's a piece of uh but history it's a piece of it is uh, very much so that time yeah yeah uh, which is uh and awesome 
And 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 like aside from just that, or just the the screenwriting, the acting, all that stuff, we didn't talk too much about all the incredible uh, stunt stunt work done in this movie. Some really cool stuff. Uh, the mm-hmm. art direction is like of the future. Those the the scene transition of the of the of the uh, construction equipment from the the skulls uh, the treads to, like the skulls. to the skulls. Yeah, uh-huh. What a neat, what a cool yeah, thing. What that a was great. fun. The whoever the art direct their set director or I'm sorry set decorator for the future. But uh-huh. that must have been so much fun. That is so cool. Yeah, like, like it, it all looked great. They were very creative though, and like I think economically how they used because it was basically yeah that rolling tank scene and like the skulls and stuff they used that like three different times from slightly different angles, like to introduce the future mm-hmm. and then they kind of yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to it and they kind of go back to it. so and I'm you like you know they just used a few cameras and filmed it once yeah like or they had different takes of it and they're just like oh okay like but it is a cool dynamic shot so I don't mind it as like a shot I just think it's interesting like using the same shot to show and represent the future you know and then we see a couple other things too later and different angles on it so it's fine but uh just interesting all in all interesting I I I think this movie obviously it's been overshadowed by its sibling by its uh, sequel uh-huh. Uh, in the like pantheon of great film mm-hmm. of just film mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. but I think that Terminator the the Terminator the Terminator the original movie it deserves a spot high on the uh, horror movies of all time. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because a lot I don't of people think that it gets a lot of credit for that. No, I think a lot of people don't really look at it like that. Mainly because of like maybe the second one reflecting back, and you just know the second. You know what I'm saying? So you assume it's in the mm-hmm. same lane. But it's not. It's actually doing something it's, and, different. And it and while Alien definitely has more artistry than its action uh, sequel mm-hmm. than the Terminator has, the ter- Alien doesn't have the low budget charm. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the like like uh, you know throwing everything against the wall and seeing what oh, sticks. Oh no! Type it's of, like a of, like a fully realized. It's, it's uh, lean. Movie. It's 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 yeah. it's sliced to a to, uh, within an inch of its life. Yeah. Whereas this movie has a lot of like hanging little bits, and it it's shaggy, and it's good for it. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it. I think uh, the romance makes no sense, and it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's part of this breakneck pace to get to the end. The freaking yeah. end, absolutely. That that final action sequence would be. 20 minutes longer in a modern movie. Right. Like, and, yeah. and nothing new would happen. All the same yeah. beats would happen. They would just yeah. be stretched. Yeah. Like, they'd have more effect shots there's and a lot, stuff. And, like, yeah. There's a lot of this movie that is amateurish, and there's a lot of movie that's of its time. And I think, uh, I think that dates movies a lot of times. And mm-hmm. on, in, in uh, the opposite, I think it, it, think it benefits this movie a lot. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Good times. All right. On that note, oh, everybody, my. we agree. First of all, we agree. Yeah. Uh, go watch Terminator if you like the Terminators. Uh, if you're a movie person, I say watch till two and then you're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three is fine, I guess. It's, yeah, it's just empty. It's just, like it's an just empty there to, kind of. to get it. You know what it is? It's, it's, you, you want that big nostalgia payoff. You, if yeah. you want somebody to give you the, the fan service. Go watch yeah. three. It's the fan service. Yeah. Like that. Three is the Pierce. And, Three, I'm going to spoil three right now. If you made it to the end of this podcast, uh, shut it off right now. If for some reason, this is throwing off. Yeah. But I'm going to spoil three. Yeah. The ending of three is clever. I like the ending of three. At the end of three, remember. Uh, the yeah. Terminators and Sarah Connor convince John Connor that the way to turn the Terminators off is in this one bunker. And uh-huh. finally, after fighting his way as hard as he can to the bunker, he gets there mm-hmm. and there's nothing there. And mm-hmm. when he 
turns on a recording or whatever, however it happens, it says, no, man, we've been trying to save your life this whole time. Do you not understand what that means? That means that you have to be the general. It does. Right. It means we can't stop the war. There has right. to be a general. Right. There was never the option uh-huh. to save uh-huh. humanity. Yep. That was never in the deck. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. just lied to you about that. Right. To get you in this bunker to make sure that you survived. Right. Yeah. And I thought that's a freaking cool ending. You, the hero is has the rug pulled out from under him, and he has no ability to save oh. the world, and the world but then, ends. But then, what's the bridging the gap between? Because the second one. It's like Sarah Connor recognizes that the the end is coming. It's delayed now, though, right? It didn't yes. come when it was supposed to come, but it's it's like still gonna come. Yes, I thought it ends like that, where we know it's still gonna come. Yes. But but in the uh, third movie, they are telling they tr- him we can stop it. Oh, interesting. Huh. And then at the end of the movie, they go, "Psych, we were just kidding." Psych. We knew Check out from two. back in the second movie, yeah. we couldn't stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's Which is why I say huh. it's problematic in the first movie when he says one right. of a possible many right. futures. And I'm like, no, man, yeah. we've already established there's only one future. So in a way, though, the third one is playing both sides and it's trying to be like, well, remember kind one? Side, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, then two. You know, yeah, yeah. So, And then finally, it always lands on the saying, which mm-hmm. means nothing except everything. No future, but what we make. That's right. the, that is the tagline mm-hmm. or that is the log line for the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. silly. But yeah. God damn it. If Terminator movies, even when they're bad, they're kind of fun. I yeah. didn't see the last couple. But you know what? If they were on, if like I walked past the television that was playing them, I'd watch a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Want to see you Daenerys can have a worse Targaryen time. mess around oh, with yeah. the Terminator. Oh, yeah. She wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. I saw that in the theater. I don't even remember. All right. So okay. we're probably going to do Terminator Genesis next week. Uh, but if not, <laughs> tune in and find out what we did then. Until then, adios. Bye. Now, just watch.